spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. I've so been looking forward to this conversation. Jonathan Haidt is a social psychologist at New York University Stern School of Business, the author of The Righteous Mind, the co-author of The Coddling of the American Mind. He is the author of this tremendous piece from The Atlantic, Why the Past Ten Years of American Life Have Been Uniquely Stupid. It came out about a week ago. I took note very early this morning when I did my morning read-in that it was still ranked number one as the most popular piece at The Atlantic, and this is Jonathan Height. Hey, Jonathan, thank you so much. Congratulations. I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. This is one of the more impactful things that I've read in a long, long time. Oh, thank you, Michael. Uh, what I'm finding from the reaction, you know, usually when I write something, I'm, I'm a centrist myself, and usually I'm either attacked from the left or the right, but this time around, nobody's attacking me. People are writing me thank you notes because everyone is exhausted. Everyone can tell something has run off the rails, and we're all trying to figure out what the hell happened. Did you know when you began the undertaking that social media would end up being your focus? Uh, no. My original research as a social psychologist is how uh, how nations and cultures vary in morality. And uh, in the early 2000s, I shifted over to looking at how left and right were becoming like different countries. And I wasn't thinking about social media back then. This is right around when it was born. And in the early days of social media, you know, Twitter and Facebook were nice places. It's only in the 2010s that they became nasty places full of cruelty. I mean, lots of baby photos, too. But the cruelty is, is new in the 2010s. You, you saw change in or about 2015. Was there a particular light bulb moment? Well, there were light bulb moments in me trying to understand what happened. But I think the light bulb moments that people remember are when uh, Facebook added the like button and Twitter added the retweet button in 2009. Before then, these were just like glorified address books and, and you could share things. But once it became all about what you say about things and you retweet things to your followers, now suddenly things can go viral and Facebook bring, uh, uh, implements algorithms to make things go viral. And so that's when social media becomes much more, you know, just as with diseases, as we live with COVID. You know, if COVID goes from uh, an, an R-naught, a transmissibility number of 1.3 up to 5, that's an incredible change in, in how at risk we are from, from contagion. So those changes in 2009, plus comment threading in 2013, which Facebook introduced, so that you could reply, any nobody can reply to a comment on, on a, a famous person's post, and suddenly millions of people can see two nobodies fighting in the comments. That's what Facebook wanted, I think. And from Francis Haugen, we learned how those algorithms have been manipulated largely to bring anger to the surface because from anger comes 
engagement, sadly. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. I mean, it's not as though Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg wanted to damage democracy or harm us. Their focus all along was growth. They, they wanted to grow the network and keep eyeballs on. Uh, the, the value of a network grows uh, in proportion to the cube of the number of people on it. So it was always about growth and engagement. That's what pays the customers. Uh, that's what I'm sorry. That's what the customers want. The customers, of course, are not us, the advertisers. So it just happened that making people angry is the best way to get them to retweet something or add to it. Um, so yes, uh, that is what happened. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. So from my own perspective, I've, I've been troubled by the issues you discuss for a long time, not so much from a social media perspective. What I mean to say is that I've spoken and I've written about the media influence, non-social media, the talking heads, the cable outlets, terrestrial talk radio, and of course, Internet personalities. And my own timeline goes back to 1988 because I say that's the year that Rush Limbaugh was put into national syndication and almost overnight terrestrial talk radio changed. When Fox News came online in 96, they took a page out of that handbook. Interesting as well is that 88 was the first cycle that Donald Trump went to New Hampshire and threatened to run. 
And oh, there was this convergence. Mm. There was this convergence in 2016 when he finally does run. I maintained that now the Republican electorate, the primary electorate, has been conditioned to vote for someone in the persona of their favorite talk radio host. And mm. so it's all come mm. full circle. When I read the social yeah. science on which you rely, because mine is sort of first person and anecdotal. <laughs> but then I look at the social science that, that you have synthesized here and the impact of social media, I say to myself, boy, I was blind to the influence that Jonathan Haidt has identified, but I still maintain that it's the confluence of all of these things that has put us in a very uncivil place. You know, you're absolutely right, and I should have emphasized that more in the article. I, you know, I do mention the, the rise of talk radio. So the way to understand all of this is that the newspapers have always been partisan, nasty, full of lies back in back the 18th century. And the mid-20th century was an, a historically anomalous period, the age of mass media, when there were only three, uh, three networks. There were a few major newspapers that had increasingly high professional standards. They all leaned left, but they, most of them leaned left, but they were professional far beyond anything that had been before then. So there was an age of mass media when it was possible for us to all have the same information. That probably could not have lasted forever, but it did begin to fray when cable TV came in. So exactly as you say, it's in the 80s, but it's especially in the 90s when, uh, when conservatives master the art of angry talk radio and then Fox News, um, whereas the Democrats, the left tried to, they never could. The left was never able to get it. So I do agree with you that cable TV... And talk radio began radicalizing the Republican Party in the late 80s and especially in the 90s. And so that all predates social media. But it's still it's all about the fragmentation of the media system. And if Fox News and, and uh, talk radio fragments the, the, the audience, well, just think what the micro microcasting of social media does. Now you're fragmenting everything. So I would just add to your analysis that while Fox News and Rush Limbaugh can make, make people on the right much more angry people on the left, it doesn't turn people on the right into, a, into monsters attacking each other all the time. Whereas social media has turned us into, the metaphor I use is the Tower of Babel. It, it's the, the post-Babel world in which we cannot understand one another. It's not just about left-right. We, we fight within everything. Social media gives us occasion to, for everybody to fight all the time everywhere, at least those who are way too much online. Jonathan, if you could see the printed out copy of your piece that's in front of me, I, I think you'd get a kick out of it because it's it's frayed and it's tabbed and there are lots of notes in the margin. You made me think of lots of things as I read it. For example, you made me think of Gene Twangy. I was kind of surprised that iGen, and I hope I'm not mistaken in this, but I don't think that you cited her work in terms of, and I, I get it, like there's how, only how many words can you write for The Atlantic? Maybe in book form it'll be different. But the whole mental health aspect of what you're addressing is a huge piece of this mm -hmm. as well. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, so, yes, I work closely with Jean. Um, there is a link to her work. So uh, the two main focuses of my work are what social media is doing to, uh, to Gen Z, that is anyone born after about 1996. And I've written articles with Jean. We have research together on this showing that social media really is a major cause. Uh, and I wrote an article in The Atlantic called uh, The Dangerous Ex Experiment on Teen Girls, laying out the evidence where I cite my work with Jean and especially Jean's really pioneering work. Um, in this article that we're talking about now, I turned my focus to what social media is doing to democracy. So I only had a little bit on the childhood piece because when we talk about what on earth can we do, these problems are so serious. These trends are so powerful. What can we do to reverse them? 
And I talk about three reform imperatives, three things we have to do, um, one of which is we have to prepare the next generation for life in this conflict-prone democracy. And we've been doing exactly the opposite. We've been sheltering our kids from conflict. We've been overprotecting them. We don't let them outside to play and get into conflicts on their own and learn how to resolve them. Instead, you know, kids need a lot of experience, but we put them on experience blockers around the age of nine or 10. They get a phone and they get social media accounts. The girls go all go on Instagram. And that's it. They're not going to have much more experience after that because that's going to take up, you know, six to eight hours a day of their consciousness. So uh, I certainly do. I, I love Jean Twenge's work. Um, she took a lot of criticism in 2017 when she started saying uh, what she's saying. But it turns out she was right. You are also people need to know this an equal because we, we made reference to the Trump electorate. You are also an equal opportunity offender. I mean, there's criticism here of how the left has been led astray. I, I hate to use cancel culture because it takes on connotations of its own. But the shutting down of discourse is something that you very much mm-hmm. delve into here. Nobody's been well served by that. No, that's right. The So the, the central point of, of my article, so the Atlantic, my title was After Babel. But the Atlantic, you know, they had a, they, they A-B tested different headlines. And the one that mm. one talked about, how interesting, stupid. But, but the article, I don't say that any, anyone is stupid. I'm not saying people are stupid. People are not stupid. Americans are not stupid. I'm talking about structural stupidity. And what that means is that within any organization where you lose viewpoint diversity, where, where either everyone's all on the same side or maybe you have diversity, but the moderates are afraid to say anything because they'll get shot or they'll get you know, shot with a dart, as it were. Um, whenever you, you silence your critics and your dissidents, the group gets stupid. And so what I argue in the piece is that the Republican Party went insane. Um, it is a stupid party because it silenced, it, it, it's run out, it's moderates. Um, it persecutes them, it harasses them. So the Republican Party has become the stupid party. The Democratic Party is not stupid in that, I mean, whatever you want to say about their positions, many of which you know, all of us will disagree with, they have a robust debate between the moderates and the far left. So it's not that they've silenced their moderates in Congress. The problem for the left is very different, I believe. What I argue is that the problem is that the left controls almost all of the high points of our culture. Uh, If you look at everything that makes knowledge in our country, so the universities, K-12 education, journalism, the media, Hollywood, all of these things have a culture that is very much on the left. Now, that's not necessarily bad as long as people can speak up, as long as centrists and an occasional conservative can speak up and say, hey, wait a second. But you can't do that after 2014. After 2014, in fact, I just discovered today, uh, Brendan Ike, who was the, appointed the CEO of Netscape in 2014, his was one of the first major cancellations. It was discovered that he had given $1,000 to a political initiative in California that was opposed to gay marriage. Someone dug that up in 2014. And by 2014, in this new incarnation, Twitter and other social media platforms were great for canceling people, for destroying people. And he resigned within 11 days. So that's what I'm saying, is that the left has a different problem. Um, Its institutions have become structurally stupid, and most Americans hate it. Most Americans hate wokeness. Most black people, most white people, most Democrats hate wokeness. So the left can win all these victories in schools and school boards, but on Election Day, they suffer. On Election Day, people get to vote, and most people are pretty moderate and reasonable. And they, even though the Republican Party has gone insane, you know, people don't want to vote for the Democrats either. So we're all stuck in the middle. I most appreciate the middle 80 percent. We've got nowhere to yeah, go. Love that. And I appreciate that you cited the example of David Shore as well in your work. 
Yeah, that one was just completely nuts. He, he's a Democratic policy analyst, you know, completely, you know, amazing bona fide progressive credentials. And after the George Floyd protests begin, and some of them, some of them are violent, not most, but some, and there's a discussion about whether violent protests advance the cause. And he simply tweets an article by an African-American professor, empirical published research showing that violent protests in the 60s tended to lead to Republican victories later. People react to it. They don't like violent protests in their districts, you know, in their neighborhoods. Um, so he tweets an article saying that, hey, you know, here's some research showing that violent protests uh, backfire. He's accused of being anti-black. And his uh, it's not 100 percent clear, but it certainly looks like he was fired but from his company within days. And so this is this is what cancel culture does. And I think we should use the term the the left needs to get over this problem. Somebody called it the, the Fox media. Um, I'm sorry, the Fox News um, problem, whatever it's called. Anything that Fox if, if Fox accuses the left of anything, well, then it can't be true. We can ignore it because it's just a, a right wing trick. And that's not a good way to get smarter to get better. You, you need to listen to your critics. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Two final thoughts and thank you for being so gracious with your time. The another uh, note that I wrote in the margin was Charles Murray coming apart. You made me think of Charles Murray and coming apart and Kensington versus Belmont and the way that we live in yeah. parallel mm-hmm. universes. I know you're familiar. I'm sure you're familiar with the work. And mm-hmm. and now the social media has driven us further into these silos and we lack 
common experiences. That's one thing I wanted to tell you. I also wanted to tell you that you've inspired today's survey question at my website. Uh, very hard to distill what Jonathan Haidt wrote in The Atlantic to a sort of a yes-no question, but here's what I'm doing. Quote, mm-hmm. can the fragmentation of American society caused by social media in the last decade be reversed? What's your short answer to that question? My short answer is that there are some reforms we can make that be very powerful. Please stop talking about content moderation. That's all people talk about. They think, oh, no, more free speech, less free speech. No, that's not where the action is. It's changes to the architecture are what got us into this mess. It's not that somebody posts something stupid or, or, or deceitful. Uh, it's that stupid, deceitful stuff can get put before millions of people within 24 hours. If Elon Musk wants to do less content moderation, that's fine with me, as long as he improves the architecture and implements authentic, identity authentication. We shouldn't let Russian agents create 100 accounts uh, in an hour. We shouldn't let trolls create, a, you know, just make death threats and just uh, go merrily on their way. Um, we need to know that the people on it are actual human beings who are old enough to be using the platform. Even if they don't post under their real name, the platform needs to at least authenticate just as banks have know your customer laws, if the platforms had know your user laws, that would clean up a lot of the garbage right there. Is this a book in the making? Yes, it is. I'm supposed to be writing uh, a book on this. Uh, the title will be Life After Babel, Adapting to a World We Can No Longer Share. So I started working on that in October, but I am so afraid of what's happening. The trends are so bad and pointing, pointing down so fast that I decided, you know what, I can't, I can't just like sit here and work on this book for a year and have it come out in mid-2023. I, I want to get the discussion started. I want to I get this analysis out there and get people talking about solutions as fast as I can. So as soon as I signed the book contract, I stopped working on it, and I've been working on the Atlantic article for about three months. It finally came out on April 11th. I can't wait. Cannot wait for the book, and I hope you'll come back when you publish it. And I congratulate you on a tremendous piece of work. Really, really the sort of thing that I said, it's not enough to read it. I need to print it, and I want to talk to him. So thanks for obliging me. Oh. Uh, well, thank you, Michael. I mean, one of the themes is that the middle 80% of the country has lost its voice. We need to start standing up for principles, for process, for the game of politics, for the country of America. And you're doing that. And so I'm very, very happy to come on your show. I'd be very happy to come back. Thank you. High praise. High praise. Thank you. Uh, Jonathan Haidt's piece is titled Why the Past 10 Years of American Life Have Been Uniquely Stupid, the number one item and has been for the last week at The Atlantic. We had it posted, I don't know, yesterday, the day before, the day before at Smirconish.com. Right now, I assure you, it is in my Twitter feed. Put aside the 20 or 25 minutes that you're going to need to really wrap your head around what he says and uh, and think it through because I'm and I'm thrilled that there's a book coming as well. I'd have been disappointed if it would have stopped after just this presentation. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. 
spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.